0: Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast here, joined by Marty Tallman, Doc, Little Cheesecake, The Mendy, coming at you. Fellas, how's your week going? Eric? I know you got a haircut you got to get to, so I love just stalling, asking how everybody's doing. Gosh, Uh, remember,
1: you know, next time you have to play golf, I'll make sure I do this, (laughs) which will probably be tomorrow.
0: Uh, I don't know, but uh, besides Eric having to rush for his haircut appointment, Marty, how are you doing? How are your fantasy baseball teams doing?
2: You know, uh, my home league, uh, I'm trucking along, doing well there. TJFBI has been a rough go, um um Glarf looks good though i think i'm in the top three in Glarf. so yeah just uh pitching's been rough for me man pitching's been rough but hitting looks good wait wait
1: what about uh, your triple players ball team that i said was bad
2: how's that uh, doing um uh, uh, you know they're uh hey Jacob burgon's gonna come back and everything's gonna be fine <laughs> but
0: not okay uh real quick our buddy matt who was with our nfl football show uh just a couple of days ago is checking on our baseball one welcome in man we got a, a lot of fun on this show, so we hope you can stay with us the entirety of this show today. Uh, LC, still don't have a picture. No. Um, I keep getting hopeful that we'll see your face once again, but I'm forgetting to what you look like these days, honestly.
3: I, I have no idea how to change this to, uh, to a fun picture because I would really like to put something cool, either like a baseball picture or my dumb face up there, but, uh, Right now, it just has this this box, and and I, I, I restarted the computer. I even went to the settings and clicked, can you help me in the troubleshoot thing? And uh, nothing worked. So um, I've contacted my nephew, who's a computer nerd just like you guys, and I think he has an extra webcam that he might be able to send me. I might get it in a few weeks when I go up there to see him. So uh, fingers crossed on this one. Uh, my smiling face will be back on the screen.
0: You can hope so. Before
3: we get started, real
0: quick, just a reminder: we are a proud member of Fantasy Points. Remember, if you want to become part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, you can use code Triple Play Twenty Two. You'll receive ten percent off your subscription over at Fantasy Points. What you'll get there is just—it's so much good stuff. I could spend an hour talking about it, honestly. Uh, but if you're in the NFL, into the NFL stuff, Scott Barrett's annual post-draft presser review—he spent. 48 hours grinding post draft pressers to find the most actionable fantasy intel for you guys and for your rookie drafts. So that's just tons of great stuff from that. They also recently partnered with underdog. And if you use the code fantasy points with PTS for points, they'll match your deposit up to $100 for your first time deposit. So a lot of great stuff happening over with fantasy points media group, make sure you check them out. All right, guys, are you ready to get into another fun episode? You know how we do here. Let's get it started. Of course, with the rundown. All right. So we we always do. We're going to start with players that wowed us, players that knocked our socks off, players that are making our hair stand up on our arms. Whatever you want to call it, they did it for us this past week. Started off with Eric Hosmer, the San Diego Padres. His last seven games. A 286, 444, 476 slash line, one home run, seven RBIs, four runs, a double, six walks, and three strikeouts. He actually right now leads all of baseball with a 378 batting average and actually has only a 14% K rate. And he's in the top 93 percentile max EV. And he had three home runs over his last uh, five games. Uh, this was actually about like a week ago he did that. But. Eric Hosmer, somebody that's very sneaky right now. I think he's just an old retread name that we don't want to roster, but he's been very
1: useful right now. What do you, right what do you mean what do you mean we don't want to roster? Speak for you guys. I was touting up Hosmer in the offseason. Well, why don't okay. you
0: talk about Hosmer, Doc? Is this somebody that in um in a twelve team league that should be
1: rostered? I, I mean he should definitely be rostered. He's on a potent offense, but I think just like last year when he hit three fifty nine in the first month of the season, this is the sell high window. He's a very streaky player. And from that name recognition alone, because, you know, obviously, if you've been playing baseball a while, you remember him with the Royals. See if you can get some value for him before he gets hurt like Jock
0: Peterson. Uh, Eric Hosmer or Rowdy Telez? Eric Hosmer. Hosmer. Give me Rowdy.
2: Oh, Rowdy Roddy. No, Eric because, uh, Hosmer. Hosmer was a weekend warrior as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it almost every week. Gosh, Marty, you and I just <laughs> need
1: to do our own show of hits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do a show with you because you just always make fun of his questionable pitchers.
1: Okay, well it would be which uh, one are you branding.
0: So anyway, it would yeah. it
1: would be and we would we wouldn't include that on the show.
0: Okay, fair enough. Our next guy on the list, Sheldon Noisy, a three thirty three, three eighty five, five eighty three slash line, one home run, five RBIs, five runs, three doubles, two walks, and nine Ks over his last seven games. He's got three stolen bases on the season, but a fifty seven percent ground ball rate. He's actually, though, locked in at the second spot in, in the batting order, or I said in batting average, in batting order for the Oakland Athletics. He has three quarters of his plate appearances this season in the number two hole. Elsie, this was a popular waiver wire pickup, somebody that was going for, I think, as much as $111 in fab over on NFBC over the the weekend. Is he somebody that you think long term could be a valuable piece?
3: No. Um, I don't think that, I think this is just a hot streak from him. I, he's, he has a track record. This is not his first time up. He's, he's running hot on a terrible offense. And, um, if he stays in that second spot, he's going to get counting stats and he's going to try to get steals. But I don't think this is a guy who, who you're, uh, going to have on your roster in September. I think you just ride that hot streak as long as it goes. And if it goes all season, yeah, believe for you, that $111 was spent well. But I think it's possible in a month he's going to be droppable. Fair enough. This next guy, I should
0: have went to you for this next guy, Elsie, because I know that you're a a, a fam believer. Uh, but over the last seven games, Tommy Fam is looking like Tommy Fam somewhat. 381, a 480, 666 slash line, one home run, three RBIs, four runs, three doubles, four walks, and five Ks. On the season, he's hitting the ball hard. He's in the top two percentile of Major League Baseball in exit velocity and hard hit percentage and has multi-hit games in four of his last nine games. A lot of those are like three and four hit games. It's not just two. So he's looking like he's gotten out of his slump and he's playing for a Reds team right now that I don't know if you guys realize what their record is. Do you guys know what their record is?
1: Three and 20.
0: Three and 21, I think. Oh, they
1: lost today, of course. Yeah, (laughs) I think it was
0: (laughs) yesterday. Three and They were three and 21 yesterday. So they're 3-22 now? I don't know if they played today or not. They
3: did. did. Hunter Green got blown up today, I think.
0: (laughs) They're on pace, I think, to get the least amount of wins in MLB history right now.
3: Oh, that Um, Reds Under
1: looking amazing. (laughs) Yeah, they're
2: the third team ever to only have three wins in the first month of the season. Uh, Our buddy uh, uh, of the fantasy
0: basketball show here on Triple Play, Coach Lewis, even with art not pictured. still. but yeah, I mean, Elsie, I'm. I don't want to. I'm gonna get to Marty in a second for a couple guys, but you were as much a Tommy Fam as any guys, anybody I know. Yeah. Are Are you buying back into Tommy Pham? Because I was looking to see if I could scout him on the waiver wire in our 12 team home league. He was gone. Yeah. Uh, do you like him?
3: I think. So. I think so. I think uh, Cincinnati's going has a few good veterans on this squad, not named Joey Yeah including Tommy Pham and Pham is just starting to hit well and he's playing in a good park. I think that there's no reason to think that he can't put together sort of a rebound season back to what we were expecting from him a few years ago. Um, and he's going to be hitting third or fourth in that lineup all season. And we know his level of talent. I'm buying in on him. And, uh, you know, you're, his counting stats aren't going to be as good as if he's with a top team. But it doesn't really matter if they only win 20 games all season. If he's hitting third, they're going to score some runs. And he's going to get plenty of opportunities at the plate.
0: Yeah, agreed. He's somebody that, especially in points leagues, with the amount he doesn't strike out, um, that could be very useful. Obviously, in, in Roto, there are some potential stolen bases. He only has one this season, but um, <laughs> that could definitely still come as well. We have our first pitcher to talk about here, Drew Rasmussen who over his last two starts, 11 innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, one walk, and 12 strikeouts. He introduced, that's supposed to be a cutter, not a curveball. He introduced a cutter this season with a .95 batting average against, and I could put the zero to the right of the decimal point. That would be good as well for those that are watching. I apologize. Spin rate on his foreseen fastball is also now elite in the top 98 percentile. This is somebody that, for those that know the NFBC and some of the big name competitors in it, the robot himself, uh, Phil Duseau, spent 123 fab dollars on him and said this is something the rest of the season he thinks he's going to see from him. Marty, obviously the robot says it we have our our we're, we're intrigued with this now. Do you believe in Drew Rasmussen like Phil Dussault does?
2: Now to that extent, I'm just not sure. And, and the biggest thing is is just the you know his longevity. You know, I mean, he's going to be able to go more than five, six innings per start. You know, the Rays are really good at limiting that and making sure they're able to pace him out through the entire season. So that sticks out to me. Um, now for a like a TGFBI or 15 team Roto, it doesn't matter. I mean, you'll take those five, six innings. You know, with with how he's doing. What's most impressive uh, for me is this, 5.5%, um, this 5.5 percent. His 5.5 walk percentage. It's extremely low. He has an XERA of 3.69, so his underlying numbers look really good. Then, yeah, you go to his stat cast uh, data, the fastball spin rate you talked about, 98 percentile. I would like to see a little bit of an increase in the strikeouts, and, and guys are hitting the ball extremely hard. And We know about the um, uh, the uh, AL East, a bunch of you know big swingers in there and, and small ballparks. So I don't think we're going to be able to see this amazing uh, amount of a run for the rest of the season, but I, I'm buying in for now and see where it takes us. The Rays know what they're doing with pitching.
1: I think we should almost trademark "big swingers"
0: and "small ball parks." It's catchy. Is
2: it? Uh,
0: I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. Well, let's if we're going to talk about big swingers, this guy's getting a lot of them, and that's Ryan Helsley, who eight point one innings pitched this season, sixteen strikeouts, a 0.00 ERA, and his expected ERA is a 0.16 ERA. No walks allowed this season. What you see below, and I would all say for those listening on the podcast, are his ranks among relief pitchers this season: 0.0 ERA, tied for first; zero point twelve WHIP, first; seventeen point two eight Ks per nine, tied for first; seven point or point um, seven six FIP, first; point fourteen XFIP, first; point four four Sierra, first. He is been unbelievable, and he is right now also the hardest throwing player in the big leagues, having thrown 103 miles per hour this season, striking out Cattell Marte on a pitch at 103. He's somebody that I actually had Michael King on a roster in a points league that I was very happy with him and what he's been doing. But the moment I saw his outing and I looked at his stats, someone I had not really thought twice about, I dropped Michael King and picked him up immediately. Is he the closer for the St. Louis Cardinals? That's up for speculation but he's somebody that should be just absolute dynamite for strikeouts for your ratios and everything in between. Doc, what do you think about Ryan Helsley? Were you mad I picked him up ahead of you in our home league? And is he the real deal?
1: No, because I don't have anyone that I can drop. My team is just so good. Um, But, David, I'm with you on this. I do think he's going to be the closer at some point. I I know Gallegos was touted as the closer to begin the year, but there was even a report that he wasn't going to have the traditional role. I mean, in bullpens, probably one-third – out of the 30 teams, have that go-to guy. And I think with Ghost eventually he will move back to the eighth inning. I mean, prior to this season, he's only had 19 saves the past three years. I think they like him in that eighth inning role. Um, Great ratio, so he's going to help you in any league. But, I mean, David, I'm not mad you picked him up because, I mean, I beat you last year. It's last year. I know, but I'm still the defending champion. That carries into this year.
0: Okay. Next guy, Rowdy Telez, This is another LC guy. Last seven games, a 400 batting average, 478 on base, an 1100 slug. Four home runs, 12 RBI, six runs, two wa- two doubles, three walks, and seven strikeouts. He's right now in the top three percentile in max EV, xwoba woba barrel percentage, and ex-slug. His ex-stats are all higher than actual. He's got the highest walk rate of his career right now is that cast page would make a bull angry. There's a lot of red on there. LC, you have Rowdy to Ross right, roster, I think in a couple leagues. I do. He's, he seems like he's should be entrenched everyday playing time with Milwaukee with what he's doing producing wise. Uh, is this somebody that you're feeling very comfortable at first base, the rest of the season for your team?
3: Yeah, I am. And it's nice to see Milwaukee. We, had, we waited for years for Toronto to give this guy a chance at everyday plate appearances because we we assumed that this sort of a breakout was possible. Now, um I'm waiting I I think this is going to last all season. I know before the season I thought he would he would get enough plate appearances to get 25 home runs. I think I think with the way he's hitting um and the fact that he is in a home run favorable bar, ballpark, he could pass 30 uh and in this home run environment, that's that's quite valuable. Um Tellez is going to be entrenched, and it's going to take a long cold streak to get him off of my roster.
0: Fair enough. He's producing right now and, and looking very good while doing it. Um, before we get to our next guy, Matt said, I picked up Rowdy up today in a league. If he goes cold, <laughs> it's not my fault. I don't know, Matt. He was he was doing pretty hot before, so that seems like the most likely thing to uh, point to there. But I don't, I don't think he'll go cold. I think he's going to be good, and he's going to uh, be someone you're happy to have picked up. Next guy, Michael Waka, over his last two starts, 11.2 innings pitched, seven hits, one earned run, two walks, seven Ks, and only four whiffs on 60 pitches in his last start against the Los Angeles Angels. He's only gone six innings in one start this season, allowing a lot of soft contact, but pretty much no strikeout upside right now. Uh, Marty, Michael Waka is somebody that, I mean, if you look at all his expected stats, I think you can see that there's a boom coming. Yep. Uh, is that kind of how you feel about him? You're not rushing to pick him up if he's a free agent somewhere?
2: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's just one of those you know guys you may pick up if you're desperate. A 3.19x ERA as compared to his 1.39 ERA. You already talked about it. Um, the only thing he's really doing well right now is limiting hard contact. The K rates in the 31st percentile. His walk rates in the 32nd percentile. So he's still walking too many people. He can't get a whiff. Um, yeah, I just, I've never been a, a Michael Laca guy and, you know, relying on, uh, pitchers that, you know, that, uh, relying on pitchers that focus on command and everything like that, like your Kyle Hendricks is, we're seeing how that's all playing out here as the the season goes. Oh my,
0: Atlanta? Did
2: you see Tanner Houck's line today?
0: Yeah!
2: I did not. Houck!
0: 2.1 innings pitched, five hits, seven earned runs. <sighs> One walk and four strikeouts.
1: David's guy.
0: piggybacking Art. a Rich Hill. I was gonna say Art, uh, bring out your
2: dead, dude. You got one.
0: Holy crap! You might have died. What there. is Eric? What? How many negative was that in our in our matchup? How I had Eric. Think,
1: how much do you think it was?
0: Um, without some. calculating, I'm gonna say negative sixteen.
1: Negative fifteen.
3: <laughs> Let me say this. Brutal.
1: That. <laughs> For as much Hulk as I have, <laughs> I wish you guys—if you're listening on the podcast version—just see David's facial expression slump. I actually much, thought something wrong was in
0: his life. As much Hulk as I have, I was like in the top 40 in TGFBI going into today. I was in, um, in freaking turf or in the in the Earth leagues. I was number eight going into today overall. I've Halk
2: so many places. This this actually really hurts. It took his ERA from 2.41 to 5.14. Oh, my God. Yikes!
0: That hurt. That was pretty bad. That's what happens when uh, when you don't utilize your starters properly. Thank you, Christian. This is not halk's fault. He is not a piggyback guy. Put him as a starter. That's what he's been doing. Oh, he
2: came in after the starter? Yeah,
0: he uh, came no. in after Rich Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rich Hill had five scoreless innings, and then he came in and got blown up. Like, you know, yeah,
1: it's funny. I was watching you can't the mess game. with him like that. I was watching the game when it was 0-0, zero to zero, and then I took my mm-hmm. lunch break and came back. It was like 7 nothing. I was like, I wonder who blew up. And I saw it was Halk.
0: Oh, you already knew that ahead of time? You are just waiting for me to find out?
1: I thought you knew.
0: No, I didn't. Not until... I
1: wasn't... David, I, look. I I know I can be a a, a dick sometimes, but I wouldn't
2: text Sometime. you.
1: Sometimes I wouldn't text you to say can is negative fifteen.
2: That would I mean, just be that I, would just be rude. I know I know David knows you obviously a lot better than I do, but I can ass- almost assure that you would do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would not. He would, Well, the thing is, he would know that how bad he would get it back.
2: <laughs> exactly, if I, if,
0: it would be like ten times worse.
1: Marty, yeah. I like that you think that lowly of me.
0: Well, let's hit these last two guys real quick. Hasam Kim. Last seven games, 364, 440, 682 slash. One homer, six RBIs, four runs, four doubles, three walks, and five strikeouts. He's got nine hits in his last seven games, raising his batting average from 182 to 259. Are we interested in him as long as he's getting everyday playing time as a group collectively here?
3: No.
2: Yeah, like a middle infield position if you're desperate, maybe. But nothing other than okay. that, now.
3: But he has, he also has third base eligibility in TGFBI. He's got some eligibility, um, that can help you. I had him at third base in NFBs, uh, in TGFBI. I ended up dropping him right before this hot streak. So, uh, this is a little hurt. It hurts a little, but, but, uh,
0: I, I think he's worth a pick. Yeah. So by the way, on the other side of that Red Sox game, Joey Awatani, seven innings, six hits, 11 strikeouts today.
2: He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Last guy on this list, about Chris Paddock over his last two starts, 11 innings, nine hits, two earned runs, two walks, and nine Ks. Four-seam fastball has gained horizontal and vertical movement. People were talking about he had lost some ride on his fastball. And he's developed a curveball as a third pitch, uh, which is also something that people have been talking about him needing to do. The walk rate has remained elite, not walking any hitters, but the Ks have gone down considerably. He is not a high-strikeout pitcher like he once was. Marty, I... I'm a little skeptical of Chris Paddock. We've had this Dylan, same thing with Dylan Bundy. And mm-hmm. we're now seeing Dylan Bundy. It's just the things that twins pitchers do. They get these guys that are middle-of-the-road guys. And then yep. they actually... I'm more cautious about him. Are you a little more optimistic or are you
2: scared? No, I'm like fully optimistic. And, 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 you know, and, and I'm not afraid to get hurt. Um, adding that third pitch is going to make all, you know, all the difference in the world for him. There's something going on with, in Minnesota here with the pitching staff. Uh, Britt Grayoli from The Athletic just wrote a really good article about w- what they've been able to do with this ragtag bunch, one of the best um, pitching staffs in baseball in, in the first month or so. Now, will it be able to, to remain that way? I don't think so. But with Chris Paddock, I mean, the um, it was there a few years ago, and then he kind of drifted away, and everyone talked about how he needs that third pitch. He's mixing that in, and it the, the, seems like he's found his way there in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a spot in that rotation for a long time because Twins need arms, and he's still got some young, promising chances for them. So, uh, we'll hope for Chris Paddock for my fandom and just for the fact that he seems like a player we want to succeed. Uh, got everybody the NR Hour checking in. What's up, bud? Nice, uh, nice to have you checking in. Um, that's great work. Instagram page. Oh, about Michael King from the Yankees. Yep. Michael King is, uh, the beast. He's a beast. All right. Time for, one of our favorite segments on the show, of course, it is time for bring out your dead.
3: Yes. Come play fantasy baseball, but you will never survive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bring out your dead. Everyone. There's a lot of pain going through the fantasy community this week. That's what we're doing here. Triple play. We're here for you. We're going to come by with our body carts actually got, um, unfortunately our, our boy Britain sent me a DM. Did not make it on our, on our, on our screen here, but, uh, Britain has a lot. He wants to, he wants to bring out the entire Cincinnati Reds organization. I told him that's going to take a few trips on the old, on the old body cart, but, uh, but we could give it a go. Obviously I'm not for bringing out Tommy fam, but, uh, but uh, just wanted to shout that out. Britain did mention the uh, the entire Reds organization uh, might might need some love or might need a body cart. Now let's let's look at uh, let's look at who who we're going to be bringing out this week. We'll start with this one, uh, uh, the Stringer, Akil Badu, third time on the dead list. The Stringer's argument for it is he's almost worthless right now. He finally benched him, and then he got a stolen base. What? <laughs> What a brutal thing to have happen to you. You're holding on to this guy, and you, you say, I can't take this abuse much longer, and you put him on your bench, and then he gets you that steal. That's that's a tough one. I, I, I don't even know how to handle that. That's all something we all face in this fantasy community. Sorry, Stringer. Uh, we're we're going to cart out Badu for you. Carson Kelly. Hank tells us about Carson Kelly. One for 11 since April 30th. I don't know what to tell you. Kelly has not been hitting all season. I think Kelly's probably droppable in, in all one-catcher leagues, and I'd be looking for some sort of replacement in two-catcher leagues, but he is getting that uh, that playing time. Still throw him on the cart and take him to the berry pit. James Wynn wants us to talk about Brandon Marsh Oh, for his last 17 with 13 strikeouts in that time period. James, rough, rough. Matt Matt popping in on the chat. Brendan Rogers, this would be his second time on the dead list. Brendan was on last week. <laughs> he's a multi offender uh, here. He's, he's a multiple time deceased. Uh, and, and it's hard to die more than once. It really is. I've tried. Uh, Brendan Rogers, possibly two time deadlister. Matt Sawacki. Thanks for adding that to our, to our, uh, to our death card here. Let's see who else has been hurting. J Dub, this, I, I gotta tell you, the gift you sent along with Joe Adele, the Star Wars, you were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, Joe Adele sent down. Oh, it's rough. When's he coming back up? Let's hope he starts raking, get him back up. He's a great talent. He might not be a big league ball player. Let's, let's, let's figure that out. I, he's definitely droppable in all formats. Connor. Witt Merrifield. All right, let's let's not throw him in the death cart, but uh, Wit's having a tough start to it. Not giving you the batting average, not putting the ball out of the park, not giving you the runs and RBIs. He started to look like moving back to the infield with uh, Mondesi's injury might help him a little bit. Hope, excuse me. Hopefully that continues, but uh, you got to hold on tight with these guys. Wits it's an accumulator hopefully he gets a hot streak and gets you right back on track I feel for you Connor uh Britain Nelson Cruz now this is th- this one here this slide is about the old guys and and do we do we have any faith in them do we think Cruz and Vado are droppable guys uh I definitely think vado is droppable he's yeah. he's Super on Vado. Yeah. And, uh, and he's on currently on the, uh, on the COVID list, but some people speculate that he's not sick. They just want to give him some time off. Um, and, uh, Brittany, I know Christian. Uh I, I got love for Joe Madden being the 2016 Cubs manager, but, uh, Matt, you're, you're bringing in some, some old names. Kelnick, this would be his third time on the, on the dead list. If I, he I'm a, to-
0: I was tempted to cut him yesterday. Uh, I've been holding tight a couple leagues, but I, I'm losing very my patience with him.
3: I, I'm not sure what to think about it. Someone put up a tweet and I forget who it was. He has almost 500 plate appearances in the big leagues now, and he has like an under 200 batting average. So that's a pretty large sample. Yeah. Uh, Cruz, this is really hard to see. I, I, I have, I have some faith, but his age, uh, really makes it hard. Uh, if I can hold on to him, I am. But right now he's on the bench in my one team that I have him. Uh, so these are the old and hopefully not dead yet. But uh, Cruz and Votto. Hey, do you guys recognize this GIF from uh, from the from the K six ones? Joey Votto. Do you know what movie that's from? I thought that was the Twilight Zone. I think it's Old Yeller when they have to shoot the dog at the. <laughs> oh my <end. laughs> gosh! I'm pretty sure. You're yeah. so dark it has more time for TikTok now, so true. (laughs) No, no, Matt, Matt, (laughs) keep, keep, keep bringing it. Yeah, Uh, we love it, Matt. We love it. The only reason I bring that up is because Badu's third time put him in the Bring Out Your Dead three timers club.
2: (laughs) Woohoo! I was about to say, if if someone's been on the, you know, been killed a few times, can they be called a zombie?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've, i I decided for this week that uh, to come up with a nickname. And a Badoo is when you finally bench an underperforming player and they immediately begin playing well. That's considered a Badoo right now. <laughs> and that's, uh, when you're a three timer, you get a nickname. So, um, so, uh, if there's an official Kelnick nomination again, Kelnick will get a nickname as well. And I don't know what's going to happen if Badoo gets a fourth time. We're going to have to figure about, out what. what how about when you get to nine, then you're automatically the cat? The cat. <laughs> you've used up all your lives. So uh congratulations here's here's Akeel thanking the crowd uh, accepting his nickname award um in the picture here but uh bring out your dead we 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 brought out seven bodies and uh Matt uh you know put them in the put them in the notes and we'll we'll carry those off next week for you Matt. So uh so thanks to everyone who submitted some names. Uh we're going to drag these bodies out to the death pit. I love it.
0: Always a, a very great segment here every single week. Let's now go to some of the most popular added players this past week.
3: Shut up and take my money.
0: And these are players who are adding in fab for tons of dollars and tons of leagues, obviously, for just in free agency. You see Eric Hosmer on that list. You see Michael Waka, Max Kepler, Drew Rasmussen, Sheldon Noisy, Joey Wendell, Chad Cool, Hassan Kim. Can't see the first name at the top. because It's being blocked. But uh, I'm sure it's somebody it's good. Taylor Ward. Thank you, Taylor Ward. 66% you, of leagues. You make you make these slides. How do you not know? I, I make so many slides on some real stuff that like I forget some of the stuff, and the the live and the viewer stuff blocks his name, so I can't see it.
1: You can see Ward on there. How many
0: wards are there in the MLB? And I can't I can't see Ward. I, all I can see is rostered. Uh, um. Now we have our most dropped. Where's my uh. My favorite Mario sound. Where did it go? You should just reenact the sound. Oof! <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh Yeah, so our most dropped players, <laughs> uh, Ad- Adalberto Mondesi, of course, at the top, dropped in 37% of leagues. He is a uh torn ACL. He's out for the year. Trevor Bauer, he's not playing for the next few years. Dropped in 36%. Matt Brash also has dropped in a ton of leagues. He was just optioned. The AAA, if I'm not mistaken, too. Matt Brash. Um, Eddie Rosario. Aaron Savale, Hurts my heart. Akil Badu, the third-time offender. Also, Dallas Keuchel. Why was he even owned in that many weeks? And Matt Barnes are the ones that are most dropped. Some of our injuries from the past week, you can see on the list of just some notable ones. Joey Votto, COVID. Chris Bryant with his back. Mitch Hanniger with an ankle injury. Jake Fraley, uh, and Jonathan India of the Reds as well. Pretty much a third of the Reds' lineups out with injuries or illnesses. And Carlos Santana out with an ankle injury. They did not bring up Nick Prado or Vinny Pasquantino, though, which is just mind-boggling to me. Royals are just going to mess with our emotions. And then 60-day IL and out for the season. Sean Doolittle, Trevor May, both out for uh, 60-day IL. Alex Wells and Sean Reed Foley, also on 60-day IL. And Miguel Sano has not necessarily been placed on that, but he has a torn meniscus in his knee. And when reading, they said they expect him to return this season, which makes me think that he's going to be out for months and not just weeks. And then Adalberto Mondesi out for the year, torn ACL, and Chris Ellis, starting pitcher for the Orioles, out for the year with a shoulder. Then our MLB transactions. MJ Melendez was called up. We also have Willie Calhoun requesting a trade. Trevor Bauer suspended the next two years. Derek Collins signing with the Blue Jays on a minor league deal. Tigers promoting pitching prospect Alex Fado. Angels optioning Joe Adele. Cardinals calling up first baseman Juan Yepez, who had two doubles in his first game. And Twins calling up third baseman Jose Miranda. So a lot of good losers. Dude, I love straight.
1: that you disrespected Derek Holland by not spelling his name right.
0: How did I not spell his name right?
1: It's D-E-R-E-K. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? He's a part of this show, and you can't spell his name right.
0: That's pretty funny. Uh, The schedule for the next week, just know if you are listening to the podcast. For those that are watching YouTube, you can see all the teams and their schedules. If you are listening to the podcast, the Red Sox, the Braves, and the Blue Jays play five games next week, while the Oakland Athletics play nine, and the Detroit Tigers play eight. So just again, Oakland plays nine, Detroit plays eight, And then every other team plays seven or six, except the Red Sox, Braves, and Blue Jays who play five. Keep that in mind.
3: One of the things I I wanted to point out, especially with those teams playing nine and eight, is I would stream hitting against them because their staffs are going to be run down by the end of the week, especially next weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nine games in seven days is a lot for a pitching staff. It really is.
0: Um, I think we're, I know it's not in the right order, but I think we're going to, to, um, we usually do our hitting streamers next. Mm hmm. So, Doc, why don't you go ahead and take it away with your hitting streamers for the week?
1: Certainly. Oh, got, got to put the graphic up first of the nice hitting streamers. So the first is MJ Melendez. He's going to be MJM, you know, like MGM, but MJM. Uh, so owned in 2.6% of the ESPN leagues. Uh, he plays catcher, which is a position of scarcity, especially if you play in a two catcher league, you're going to want to scoop him up. Carlos Santana is on the IL. So if there wasn't playing time before, there's going to be playing time now for him. And in 2021, he played across two leagues, but hit 228, 41 homers, 103 RBIs. And not saying he produces that number in the majors, but the Royals catchers seem to have power. So just a little side note of that. The next guy is going to be Pavin Smith. I think, I think it's, it's Pavin Pavin.
0: Think it's Pavin, Smith. Pavin?
1: Pavin? Pavin? Okay. Well, you can't spell names right, and I can't pronounce them, So that's how we're <laughs> brothers. Um, but he's owned in 6.2% of ESPN leagues. Look, he's pointing up, he's saying, look, roster me. Home run in back-to-back games, hit safely in four out of the last five, seems to have an everyday role. First base and outfield eligible, and as David had just mentioned, the Diamondbacks play six games, so he's going to have a lot on that slot there. And Then the last one is Mr. Jesus Aguilar, owned in 33.9% of ESPN leagues. Look how happy he is. Maybe this is what he needed to turn around his hitting slump because over the last five games, he's hitting 14 of 19, which is 736, one homer and six RBIs. Last year, 261, 22 homers, 93 RBIs. We've seen he can hit these really low lows and these pretty big highs. And the Marlins play seven games. So lots of opportunity. He's giving you great average right now, which he isn't used to. Um, but you always know the power and counting stats are going to be there with him. And one of those is going to be on the most added next week because I've just been on a roll.
0: Yeah, it's it's shocking. Um, All right, Marty now is going to take us through all you need to know about pitching and some two-star pitchers and his categories (laughs) that uh, he apparently has some new names for. So, Marty, why don't you go ahead and take it away?
2: Yes, I have. Ooh, there we go. Got me in the mood here. Yes, I have rebranded the two-star pitchers, and these are the two-star pitchers coming up for week six of your fantasy baseball. So let's start here with even Gwen Stefani could not doubt it. These are the no-doubters for the next week oh, here. Julio Arias at <laughs> at the Pirates versus Philly. Uh, Tyler McGill at Washington versus the Mariners. Aaron Nola versus the Mariners versus the Dodgers. Logan Webb at home versus Colorado, which I really like. Then at St. Louis, which I like as well. Michael Kopak, This is the first time he's made it into the No Doubt list. Everything that I'm seeing from him is absolutely seller. He goes against the Guardians and then the Yanks. Tony Gonsolin is. This is a Tony Gonsolin we've been kind of waiting to see. Um, he has a really. I mean, he's going at Pittsburgh and then he's going to play the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, who've been um, they've been struggling um, just pretty much all year. Uh, Shohei Otani, um, Tampa Bay at Oakland. Zach Wheeler at the Mariners at the Dodgers. Lucas Giolito versus the Guardians, and then at home against the Yankees. Frankie Montas takes on the Detroit Tigers and then the Angels. Adam Wainwright versus Baltimore and then going out to uh, San Francisco, then at home versus San Francisco. And Freddie Peralta at Cincinnati at Miami. So feel confident. Just stream those guys. There's no reason not to. Next on is that, yeah, why not? You know, like, yeah, you know what? I feel pretty good about these guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. So let's roll the dice on Corey Kluber at the Angels. Then he's at home versus, or um, then he's home versus Toronto. Tariq Scooble. So I'm going off on the limb. This has nothing to do with uh, being a Tigers homer. I don't. I I think the pitching staff is trash. to Be honest with you. Um, but I love it. versus Oakland versus Baltimore in that ballpark. In that ballpark, um, he has a good K upside. I like everything I'm seeing there. On the flip side of that, Paul Blackburn is going to be at Detroit and then plays the Angels and then Jameson Tyone. Versus Toronto at Chicago. That was the one that was kind of on the fence. I, I liked what I've seen from Tyone the last um, few uh, uh, outings out there. So I'm rolling the dice uh, with him against um, Toronto. And the White Sox are still struggling. One of the worst offensive uh, teams in baseball. And it's just been uh, pretty pretty crazy. So questionables have been moved out. Doc, you love this. This is the risky business. That's such a better title. Thank you. And just imagine me just, you know, running across your kitchen in my underwear and sliding across it like uh, Tom Cruise did in Risky Business. This is this is how I would deliver <laughs> yeah. these pictures. I've never seen that movie.
1: So well, um. now I know what I need to do this weekend. But I'd love to see Marty slide across my kitchen. Is well, this is you're getting right? very, the, very weird.
2: The, on, the, the white shirt will be good to go. Um, But yeah, this is some risky business. Only uh, only stream these guys if you're feeling lucky or you're desperate. Like you need counting stats, maybe some wins. I don't know. It's. You just need to just you know just swing for the fences. So Zach Plesac at the White Sox at Minnesota, Cal Quantrill at the White Sox at Minnesota, Alex Wood first Colorado at St. Louis, Kyle Hendricks, my boy, he has just fallen from grace. He is struggling every single every place I look, but he's going to be at San Diego, which is you know that's that's a tough matchup. But then he follows it up against one of the worst teams in baseball, the Diamondbacks. So I like that. Cole Irvin at Detroit, then versus the Angels. Brad Keller at Texas, at Colorado. And that's why I, um, I pictured him because I know we've been talking about him in the group chat. Uh, I just, he would have been, um, a li- he would have been on the, yeah, why not Brad Keller if he didn't have a start at Colorado? The yeah. possibility for him to get blown up is, is pretty big there.
1: Marty, I'm so proud of you. I feel like I peer pressured you into changing this. And I'm glad. Um, this is more fitting.
2: Well, I, I, I don't take this personally, but there's nothing you could ever say that would influence me. But I love you <laughs> I love you regardless. But um and this I'll is the last that. one I remember that. <laughs> just kidding. And this is the take a seat. So imagine Chris Hansen walking into your home and saying, Why don't you take a seat for me? <laughs> these are all the guys that you no longer want. You just cannot start these guys under any circumstance. And I started off Doc for you with Patrick Corbin versus the Mets. Or bust. Core bus. Core has been. Or core has been. Core has been. That's the one. It is. Uh, Patrick Corbin versus the Mets versus the Astros. Jose Quintana versus the Dodgers versus Cincinnati. Kyle Bradish at St. Louis at Detroit. Bryce Wilson versus the Dodgers versus Cincy. Humberto Castellanos um, playing uh, the Marlins and then going staying home uh, versus the Chicago Cubs. The Detroit Tigers. Tyler Alexander takes on the Athletics. Which is actually at home, but they have like this weird, uh, double header, the Tigers and Oakland do. You'll notice both games are at home, but they switch. One's going to be at the second. Or, uh, Oakland, even though they're playing in Detroit, they are the, they are technically the home team for the second game, because right now, long story there. Uh, Dylan Bundy, he is just, we're done with him. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're done for now. We're just going to wait on him. Hunter Green, um, Milwaukee at Pittsburgh, uh, Eliezer Hernandez at the Diamondbacks. Then he plays, uh, the Brewers. Matt Brash, who's, Hey, he's going. He's not even going to be able to make those starts. Um, Austin Gomber at the Giants versus the Royals and then Reed Detmers, who uh, I'm, I'll be looking at these starts, um, to see how he does. But as of right now, he's a, he's a take a seat for me playing the, uh, Rays and then at Oakland.
1: There you go. It's
0: a good list. Good, uh, bunch of solid players. I like Dylan Bundy <laughs> making his way. I think Dylan Bundy
1: right. belongs in risky business.
0: No, he doesn't. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll what go back do you guys think that? of Kyle?
2: still a top five Austin, uh, offense, and the Guardians have been one of the hottest teams in baseball still. I would, I, would, I would roll the dice
1: in a Cleveland star.
0: What do you guys think of Kyle Bradish as Kyle Baddish, if he's bad? Ooh, and Kyle okay. uh, Badass. I, call, I used to call Brad Keller Bad Keller. Oh, it's kind of Ooh. the same thing. Uh, I like that. Did, why did that not go in the doc? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one coming up
1: with nicknames here. No,
0: you're not. Oh. Um, <laughs> All right, Doc, why don't you give us your pitching streamers next? All right, well, I'm going to show this amazing graphic again.
1: So the first is Bruce Zimmerman. I, I can't think of a nickname. Zimmy isn't original, but owned in 15.6% of ESPN leagues. He's allowed four earned runs in 24.1 inning pitch this season.
0: I have a, uh, I have, a, I have a funny, so you know how, like, how Art is Art-TZ? <laughs> uh-huh. This could be, uh, like we could just say Art-BZ or, or like, <laughs> I don't know.
1: The, I, that, was, that, was, that, that, that was awful, Dave. was we'll, 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 we'll talk about this off camera, but a floor <laughs> of 4Ks, a ceiling of 6. And the O's have a total of 8 home runs in 11 games at home this season. I've been to 3 games, and I haven't seen a home run yet. Actually, I've seen one. But just in context, there was 11 home runs in the first 4 games in Camden Yards last year. So I think that left field moving the fence back has really had an effect. And just from being there, the ball hasn't... Traveled out the same. Take it from someone that doesn't have much better to do in his life. Next is going to be Kyle Freeland, and his nickname is going to be the national anthem. You know, Land of the Free, Freeland.
0: Uh, I, I, I appreciate the effort, but okay, um, okay,
1: okay. It's better than yours, at least.
0: It is. Art It Art,
1: is. Art B, Art B. It, is. it is. <laughs> um, but he's owned in three point five percent of the SPN leagues. His first two starts, he was pretty bad. Ten earned runs and nine innings pitched with seven Ks. But the last three starts, he's turned it around pretty well. Four earned runs and 17 innings, 14 Ks, two of those against the Phillies, who can have a potentially good offense on paper. And he plays Saturday at Arizona, a bad offense themselves, and they're known for the humidor. So maybe uh, the ball doesn't travel as much. And the last is going to be Chris Flexen, the show-off. You know, get it? Show-off Flexen. Is that that better, David?
0: You're kind of reaching today. I like the yeah. Okay, yeah, no, oh, no flex zone. Okay.
1: At least I am trying for nicknames. So he's owned in 46.4% of ESPN leagues under that 50% threshold. He's one in four. So he actually has four of 13 of Seattle's 13 losses, which is just bad luck because his peripherals aren't that bad with a 3 1 ERA and a 1.14 whip. And the Rays have scored three or less runs in five out of their eight games. And that's who he projects to play Saturday. So the Rays have, have a couple games where they've gone off, but for the most part recently, they've been pretty
0: retained. Well, all right. Good stuff there. Now we get to uh, one of Marty's staple segments that's going to be the Weekend
2: Warriors. <laughs> I love that uh, '80s uh, intro there. It makes me uh gets me pretty pumped here. So yeah, the weekend warriors. Are you an, are you an '80s baby, Marty? Technically '88, so I mean, you know. But I'm a, I'm a '90s kid. I grew up in the '90s. 80s, I know, like, yeah, 80s, '80s baby, 80s. '90s kid. There you go. also so yeah, the weekend warriors here. So these are the guys you want to pick up uh, this weekend. So that'll be May sixth, Friday, uh, Friday May sixth through the um, through the eighth here. So it's gonna be. I'm gonna start here with our with our hitters. Ramon Laureano. Do you guys remember him? Ah, yes. The the cheater. The guy that he did drugs. Bad. Say what? The guy that did drugs. He did drugs. Yes, he did. Um, but they were the good drugs. They were supposed to, you know, make you perform better. For him, I don't really know. But hey, he's coming back here. He's he automatically slots in as one of the best hitters, in, you know, in the A's organization. So he's gonna be leading off, batting second, whatever it is. Um, and I just love his power speed combo. So, over four seasons in his career, he has 49 home runs, 34 stolen bases with a 263 batting average. So, he's going to be, um, his first game eligible is going to be Sunday. I would just pick him up now. If you're in a Roto league, I would just, you're just going to hold on to him the rest of the entire year. I mean, he's going to be able to provide you some speed and some homers that you can't get anywhere. Uh, number two is going to be Tommy Pham. So, we've already talked about him a lot. Uh, he's 37% rostered in Yahoo. This weekend, he has four games versus the Pirates. So he's batting third every single day. Uh, we went over his last seven days where he has, you know, he's eight for 21. So he's really killing the ball. He's super hot right now, has a great matchup, tons of games. Roll him out there. And the ghost of Mike Moustakis, the Moose, is back. Welcome, Moose. Since returning from the IL, the Moose is eight for 20 with a home run and four RBIs. Yes, the Reds are horrible, but. They still have players that are playing every single day, accumulating some stats. Just like Tommy Pham, uh, Moustakas goes against the Pittsburgh Pirates for four games this weekend. He's uh, he's just sliding out as their fourth hitter. So he's going to be getting plenty of bats. He has the second base, third base eligibility. And it uh, looks like he's uh, back to who he once was. Moving over to the pitchers. So, this is again, this is going to be for this weekend. Chad Cool, I know this is back-to-back times uh, that I picked him. The last time out, let's take a little look at my handy dandy notebook here. So last weekend's weekend warrior, um, Chad Cool went uh seven point one innings pitched. He got the win, gave you four K's, and only gave up three earned runs. So for a streamer, I will absolutely take that. For this um the next guy coming up here is gonna be Dan uh, Dan, uh Daniel Lynch, yeah, for the Kansas City Royals. Um eleven percent rostered. He's going against Baltimore. So Doc touched on the fact that the you know they're not really hitting the ball too hard. There's no one really good in that lineup. Um, he has a little bit of K upside, but um, I just think he's going to be able to go five, six innings of good ratio. And then last, Jake easy. Yes, I know, I know, Doc. Don't eat, don't yell. I know you don't like Jake, but here's the thing: he's going against the Detroit Tigers, and we've already touched on it. Uh, the Tigers are bottom five in team OPS. Um, they just they're just not not hitting the ball in, in any way, shape, or form. So, I feel really confident with him going out there and possibly getting you the win on Sunday.
1: I can't believe really confident and Jayco DeRizzi were in the same sentence.
2: When you're playing the Detroit Tigers, and I've watched them enough, we'll see Sunday. All right. All right.
1: I'll take your word for it, Martin.
2: (laughs) All right. LC, before we get to the
0: question and game of the week, why don't you wrap us up with how we always do here with a little bit of arts charts?
3: Well, (laughs) Arch Charts is a great name. I I initially proposed we call it Trends, so it still says Trends across the top of my slides. But I promise, I promise this week there is a chart so that I did not disappoint all the fans of Arch Charts. But we're (laughs) going to start this week off by recapping last week's Trends. Last week we were looking at home runs, stolen bases, and saves. This this was our uh, season to date coming to last week. By one week ago. Uh, we had 2.7 home runs per AB, 23% below 2021 levels. And one week ago, um, stolen base percentages were down, but attempts were up. Uh, now let's look at uh, how we're looking this week over the past week. Our home run percentage has stayed the same, 2.7 per 100 at bats. Currently, uh, we are down. 22 percent so we're catching up a little bit to 2021 levels but we are still down from about 3.5 home runs per 100 at bats to 2.7 that's that's a significant drop off that we uh that uh, that has not started to catch up yet and i i'm i highly doubtful we will catch up the last season uh steals stolen base attempt rates are are up uh considerably up by six percent the success rate is down though meaning that uh currently uh the six percent raise in attempts has led to approximately the same amount of stolen bases uh because of the 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 lowering success rate. Perhaps these uh these stolen base attempt rates are up because uh home runs aren't leaving the ballpark right now and people are hoping to to generate some more offense and uh catchers are are more primed to throw because attempt mm-hmm. rates are up and therefore leaving to less successful steal rates. Uh, these are just opinions and and theories, but we'll see how this develops through the season. I wanted to put this up here. This is the next trend uh, um, slide. I wanted to show is just over the last two weeks there have been uh, these are the league leaders in in home runs, steals, and saves. Just to see if there's anyone who stands out that might be a good pickup. One thing I wanted to note right now. Uh, these are from at the conclusion of last night's game, Willie Adamas second with five home runs. Willie hit two more home runs today. So he is really raking as of late. Willie Adamas, if for some reason you can pick him up, I would definitely do it. I doubt you'll be able to, but if you uh, picked him up and drafted him, hoping he would be a solid contributor, he is really providing a lot of power. Aaron Judge, eight home runs over the last two weeks, really running the league with that one. Now stolen bases. I wanted to point out, Two people here, Tim Locastro, who has four steals over the past two weeks, and uh, Roman Quinn, who has three over the last two weeks. These guys are mainly pinch runners. Uh, they're not getting plate appearances. They are stri- strictly steals streamers, but they are getting the stolen bases. Uh, so four over two weeks, that is very, that, that's significant. Three over two weeks, also significant. If you are desperate for steals, these guys are probably going to be available for you. Other guys coming through. Bo with three steals. Harrison Bader and Tommy Edmond with five. The Cardinals are really, really attempting a lot of stolen bases and being successful. But take a look at Locastro and Quinn as, uh, as, as sort of steel streamer guys that probably won't cost you too much. Now saves over the last two weeks. Two guys I want to point out. The top saves guys are pretty much expected. Bender there with four saves over the past two weeks. There has been some concern over his job security, but I did want to point out Danny Jimenez and Ian Kennedy. Uh, Jimenez was filling in for Lou Trevino. Trevino just got off of the IL, but he put up a pretty poor outing in his first outing back off the IL. It is possible Jimenez might be able to rest that job back. If you picked him up to pick up some saves over Trevino's absence, I wouldn't drop him just yet. Kennedy also picking up a lot of saves from Mark Melanson. Melanson's been on the COVID IL for a while. Uncertain as to how long that's going to play out. It's been more than I expected. So maybe there's more afoot there than just the COVID IL. Keep your fingers crossed if you're holding on to Melanson. I, uh, I am for sure. But if you can pick up Kennedy to handcuff him, do that. On to the charts. I wanted to see how the, the power reduction is affecting things. So I look at the three true outcomes uh, approach just to see, um, because it does seem as though the league is trending in that direction. How is that shaping up 2022 and 2021? It seems that the strikeouts percentage of the tri- three true outcomes, if you can see it here, it's hard to see it. 67% about both 2022 and 2021 but out of uh, home runs have reduced and there's been a corresponding increase in walks as, uh, on this so it seems as though patience is up power is down right now so uh, perhaps this is also helping to lead to increase in stolen base attempts i'm going to monitor this i'm not 100% sure what the significance of this trend is but, uh, we're definitely, definitely going to have to try and monitor to see if home runs start to catch up and ha- start to pick up. I did see something about the baseball being different this year, something that, uh, cork stats, uh, MLB moving averages talked about. Our boy, uh, our boy John Legeza. He had some information about the ball causing more drag and not flying as far. Um, I did not see that other anywhere. I don't know where he got that information from, but that's something to be concerned with if the ball is just not going to be flying this far all season. And uh, as I said, this this year, it seems to be that people are being more patient, walking more than, than normal. Um, so these are the trends that I've been looking at. And I'll be back next week with uh, with updates on all of these trends.
2: All right. I love your chart. d Mendy. you are on mute. Don't worry. I got you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, rookie mistake for me. I, I don't know how I talk. That's why I was muted. I don't know how I talk after your your arts charts. but uh i'm gonna try and we're gonna go right into the last part of the show which is going to be a combined question and game of the week elsie you're hosting and you had a different spin on it this week and yes
1: well i just i just saw your comment david my nicknames are the equivalent of watching patrick corbin pitch yeah oh man (laughs) i can't even say anything worse than that i know that's why i said it (laughs) It's like watching Jose Quintana pitch for you. It's like a this much worse.
0: Jose Quintana I picked as a streamer, and he did what? Well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jose
1: Quintana had one okay outing. Congrats. Against the Tigers.
0: All right, go ahead, Elsie. Doc, I was on a quick, uh, strict haircut schedule, so we got to start.
3: <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, all of us are, are sports nerds. We've all grown up on the ESPN shows and, and all that, and we've all wanted to have a chance to – to have our takes be scored for points and have our our takes give us wins and uh and so i thought of the the show around the horn and i thought of a great show on on youtube jason concepcion's uh take survivor and we are going to we are going to modify that take survivor around the horn to fit triple play fantasy's group of analysts here and we are going to have these three uh d Mendy. Marty party and doc uh, compete to see who has the best take on today's version of take survivor. It's going to combine our question of the week with our game of the week. Are you guys ready? Did I explain the rules well enough? I know. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm. So the way this is going to work is each of you are going to, the first round is going to be each of you giving two takes on two, two questions. And then you guys are going to vote. You guys are going to DM me who you guys think is the worst take. And, no. um, and I'm whoever worried. gets voted off the island does not make it to the championship round to give the last take in the one on one round. Okay. Does All everyone right. understand? Yep.
2: And are I we know, DMing I, you on Twitter? Or I already yeah.
1: know I'm going to lose because David and Marty are going to be like, "Yeah, let's get Doc
3: out." No, I'm going to give an honest answer. Okay I, okay. I honestly was thinking Marty might have an advantage because you guys would vote for each other. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, this is going to be fair. But uh, but uh, I I have my DMs open for you for you boys to uh, to send me the. But we're going to start with our t- first take. The season is about a month old, a lot of prized rookies. I want to know, starting with David, who is your current MLB rookie of the year?
0: My current MLB rookie of the year. I would have to say, uh, like, I would have to say it's going to be, I mean, are we talking about AL or NL? MLB, the whole just pick pick one rookie. I would have to say,
1: taking a while to answer that. I'm I'm, I'm figuring this in my, my voting.
3: Yeah, he's well, he's he's going first, so you guys get yeah. a chance to think. So, so
0: I know a Suzuki started out really hot. He's kind of cooled down some, but meanwhile, Julio Rodriguez is leading Major League Baseball in stolen bases. He's already playing great defense, and. I think that bat, once it starts coming along, he's going to uh, be just in, a bigger and more important player than, say, a Suzuki will be. The fact that he has a shot at potentially getting 30 stolen bases in his rookie season, maybe giving you 20 to 25 home runs, I think he wins rookie of the year. So I'm going to go Julio Rodriguez.
1: Or right, is it who wins it or who is should win it right now?
3: Well, as of right now, who is your Rookie of the Year? Gotcha. That's, that's the way it is. So uh, we have David saying, J-Rod steals and deep, plus that bat coming along. He's giving it to J-Rod. Doc, I'm going to go to you next and tell me who is your Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it has to be Suzuki. So keep in mind that he's coming over from the Japanese League, and we've seen a lot of players that have struggled right away. Haseon Kim, um, Chogo Akiyama before that as well. Now, I know he's cooled off a little bit, but he's still slashing 250, 365, 475, four homers, 15 RBIs. And if you think about it, he doesn't have the protection that Julio Rodriguez does in the lineup. I know he leads the league in steals, and he's starting to heat up a little bit, but he's hitting 230. His on-base percentage is 295, one homer, nine RBIs. I think 33 strikeouts to Suzuki's 27. Like I, I think if you put Suzuki in the Mariners offense he would be doing everything that Rodriguez is doing besides stealing so I, I mean it's to just it. to
0: know just so you know Seiya Suzuki's last 7 games a 107 batting average his last 15 I'm going to have
3: to I'm going to have to exhibit some control there's no cross here <laughs> on our table fair enough survivor so what we have uh, docs uh, di- you know Seiya Suzuki didn't struggle like other Japanese imports came in, giving you production without protect the same protection J-Rod has. And you put him in Seattle, he'd be doing just as well, probably better than, than J-Rod. Uh, so we have we have J-Rod and Seiya Suzuki. Marty, do you go with one of those two or do you go in a different direction
2: for you? I would I would love to go in a different direction, but the only answer is Seiya Suzuki. And it's true. He has four home runs, 15 RBIs, slashing 250, 365, 475, a 365 OBP in this first month of professional baseball. He's uh, max exit velocities in the 81st uh, percentile. This barrel rate, 92nd percentile. He- he's walking constantly. His um, Walk rates in the 91st percentile. And he has a sprint speed in the 92nd per- uh, percentile. So that one stolen base, that could maybe be 5 to 10 you know, by the end of the season. It's Suzuki. He's definitely the uh, the rookie of the year.
3: All right. So we have two votes for Suzuki. You got Marty talking about the production, the impressive OVP, and the statcast <sighs> numbers. Uh, Doc talking about Seiya, and 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 uh, David, the only one going for J Rod. Uh, so right now, that's we have one take. The next take, I want to hear from you guys. Marty, will start with you. With with all the the. Uh, uh, Attention on Kyle Schwarber yelling at Angel Hernandez last week. And then last night or two nights ago, Madison Bumgarner. Yeah! My guy Matt. (laughs) Madison Bumgarner getting into an unnecessary tiff with the first base umpire checking out his fingers, uh and playing mind games with him, trying to start some stuff. Marty, your first has the is the age. Of robo ump's necessary? Do we need to bring these these robo ump's in, Marty? What is your
2: thought? I do believe that robo ump's are necessary. Um, reason being, you know, we just don't we don't we no longer need these personalities in baseball where the umpires try to make it about him. And I'm glad that you brought up the Madison Bumgarner thing with Dan Bellino last night. How awkward was it with him just staring into his eyes, waiting for him to look up so he could throw him out? I mean, it's just they've gotten out of control over the years. And on the flip side of actually using robo ump's, um, I think that's just the the way of the future, man. I mean, they're going to have a really good idea of what exactly is a, a strike, what what is a ball. I know there's going to be a, a time where it's not going to be completely effective, but hey, we need to be able to get the um the every I think it's 94 um, percent strike rate um, for uh, for umpires right now. So they get it right 94 percent of the time, which is actually really good. But if we can get it even more, even 97, 98, which I think is what a computer can do, that's what I would do.
3: So they, we don't need their personality. Let's bring on the robo ums This is the way of the future. It's going to be more accurate. That's what Marty says. Doc, why don't we go to you next? Do you think the way that we need to get these robo ump's in?
1: No. So uh, I'm actually going the opposite way. So first of all, human error is just a part of life. There's not going to be perfection. Now I think there needs to be better training, and a lot of these ump's are part time. Or I mean, they they all are. They're hired during baseball season, but I think. MLB needs to sack up and pay them full time so that they can have the proper training. But I think something needs to be held in check with the ego. And I think of what Chris Bassett and Chad Fairchild happened where Chad Fairchild said, my bad, I missed out on it. Because as someone that umps themselves, I always tell players, I won't make the right call 100% of the time, but I will do my best to make the best call, put myself in position. And if you have a question, I will gladly answer it because as an umpire, that's what you should do. It's your job. But I think then if you have a robo up, it takes the element out of framing. When they tried it in Double A, uh, there was something where the ball bounced, but then went into the strike zone, and they called it a bou- or they called it a strike. I think there's just so much error. But I think the solution is better training.
3: Doc says no human error is a part of the life, part of game. Train them better, play them better, get your ego in check, umps. David, what's your take on robo ums? I think
0: Doc put it beautifully, honestly. I that, I was going to say the same thing. I, I like the human error, and I know, like, especially if it's your team that's getting cheated out of calls, it's something that's going to be very stressful. But let's face it, I like when you can watch an umpire and they're like, oh, he has a big strike zone. It's like, oh, no, he has a tiny strike zone. It adds like another little element to a game. You know, like it can be a game within a game. It's like, okay, a pitcher's like, okay, they're calling this pitch a strike. I'm going to throw it then like and and I'm going to be able to mess with the hitters that way. I'm going to get the advantage or if they have a tiny strike zone. I'm going to have to go a lot more inside or a lot more towards the batter than I want to. Like that's uh I love that part of the game. Like Doc said, I think you can also have a bunch of technology, but I don't know if I would put it in this instance. If you're getting at 94% correct already, that's good enough for me. No other sport right now has robo umps, robo referees or anything. This should not be the first one. I'm all about the human part when it comes to this. So I'm with the normal arms.
3: But get rid of Angel Hernandez. I think we all agree (laughs) on that. So so David, D. Mendy says, you know, Doc's really smart. That's what he starts off saying. He says, (laughs) but it's not always hurting your team. It adds an element to the game that that's really in, invite, entertaining. ums call different strike zones. The pitchers learn different things, learn how to work within it. Sometimes it leads to more offense. Sometimes it leads to more pitching. This is part of the fun of the game. All right. You guys send your DMs. Who had the worst takes out of those first two? Who's getting booted off the island? I'm All right. Send on. mine
0: in. Or you gotta be... uh, I I should put our... Our our backdrop music.
1: Alright, I'll... uh... We got voted
3: off, Art. So... With two votes... Voted off the island... The bringer of the party. Marty Tolman. Oh! (laughs) Voted off the island... Uh, the, uh, the twist is Marty gets to decide who wins the final round. All right, so, let's go. Uh, Mar- go Marty is the winner. Okay. So this, this final round uh, is for you guys to go crazy. What is a new statistic that you would like to see created for baseball and or fantasy baseball? doesn't even have to be realistically possible tell me uh doc let's start with you what's a new stat that you want to see so i would love this for real baseball and it's
1: average amount of pitches per at-bat so if someone you know takes a lot of balls or if they're able to foul a lot off so you know okay well say suzuki takes an average of seven pitches per at-bat so maybe if you want to tire out the pitcher's arm and and get their pitch count up against like a Brandon Woodruff, then you would put him early in the lineup so he could get the pitch count up.
3: Okay, uh Doc wants to see average pitches per at bat. Uh D Mendy, what is your thought of a new statistic that you would like to start see being implemented in either fantasy or regular baseball? I think it's an actual stat though. I think they do have
0: where you can see the uh the People, the hitters that have the most pitches per at bat i'm not mistaken
3: order just, in the court order in the court we i'm just saying the crosstalk the the, the uh, final arbiter marty will make a make a decision on whether or not that is an important characteristic of doc's argument okay continue sir
0: fair <laughs> enough all right i was thinking about this for fantasy baseball how cool would it be for you to be able to get extra points for the distance of a home run so like a, a 300 to 399 foot home run is worth what right now home run is worth six points in like a points league. So you get six points. If it's 400 to 450 feet, you get seven points. And if it's more than 450 feet, you get eight points. We're all one.
1: drafting Colorado Rockies mad early then.
0: <laughs> well, like John Carlos Stanton might get a bump if that's like a, a twist that's in there. If the distance of the home run, you get more points. It's so not I, I think if ever
1: be, faces Patrick Corbin.
0: Oh, yeah. Like that, you like that's that's a cool way to do it because then you, the guys that hit home runs that like, are wall scrapers, is not worth the same as the guys that are smashing it or under plus feet. So,
1: but that would only work in points leagues.
3: That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But that, I, mean, it, uh, I have to say, Doc, your cost talk is also out of bounds. <laughs> I,
1: it, it was warranted though with David doing it to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there. Uh, so, so right now we have, uh, we have Doc wanted to wanting to utilize average amounts of pitch per at bat for fantasy goodness, and 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 Mandy wanting to have the distance of your home run count for fantasy goodness, for him for, for so that the guys who hit the long home runs are more valuable than these wall scrapers. Marty, you get the floor. Who won the argument? Who won the take?
2: Well, first I want to say, uh, Doc, if you don't make it, I can get, I can uh, line you up. Don't worry about that, dude. I don't know if you're gonna make it, but um, <laughs> yeah. So averages per at bat, actually, the averages uh, pitches per at bat, I do like that. But it's already a stat; it absolutely is. I, I looked it up in that, in that time. So, and I think this actually would be very exciting. The um, I'm I'm gonna go with D. Mendy on this one. I like the idea that if someone hits an absolute bomb, how exciting is that? It's not just a home run, right? It's it's like um, I don't. Fantasy football. If you get like, you know, a 70 yard run, right, you get an extra couple mm-hmm. points, right? I think Wait, it the same way? way.
1: So I'm, stay- I'm going to miss my haircut and I lose in the game?
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is just. And I lose to David? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah! Eric Larson. Right. No, no, I want average six
3: for Fantastic. Fantastic. Double
0: whammy there
3: uh add that
0: have your have the interns add that win in the books (laughs) all right well
1: i want you to show me that stat after this by the way i
0: I knew it was a stat okay on that note well so you can hopefully try to make your haircut we're gonna sign off here
1: i'm leaving i hate (laughs) you bye i'm finding a new baseball podcast
0: good you don't need to uh Alright, for those that are watching on the YouTube, we appreciate it. Please make sure you subscribe. We just hit 2,000 subs. So awesome for all of us here at Triple Play. Thank you guys so much for your support each and every week. Tons of great more fantasy baseball content coming here from us. So please subscribe. Smash the thumbs up button. Make sure you leave a comment down below if you had something else you would like to add for a new stat or something else you would like to add for any discussion we had today. And if you're on the podcast version, please give us a five-star rating and review. That always helps us get seen by more people. So truly helps us out. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another great episode. But until then, we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one.